On the Record with White House Correspondent April Ryan. I'm April Ryan with On the Record, and today I am so pleased to have with me uh, a South Carolinian uh, who just understands Washington, understands the processes and, and just where things are and how they will go. I'm talking about none other than South Carolina Congressman James Clyburn. Congressman Clyburn, thank you so, so very much for joining me today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Congressman Clyburn, Congressman Clyburn, what, yes. <laughs> what are we seeing? I mean, people have been talking about this, and now Michael Cohen has come out and said that uh, a federal candidate uh, told him to basically do what he did to pay uh, Playboy Playmate of the Year and and uh, <laughs> and, and 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 someone who a, a porn star to, yeah. to keep them quiet to to influence the elections. I mean, well, I think that what we are seeing is a classic example of misuse of campaign funds. Uh, we just seen uh, on yesterday one of my colleagues being indicted. He and his wife both for misusing campaign funds. So the fact of the matter is, this was a misuse of campaign funds. Then we see a second thing taking place here, an attempt. Uh, to really influence the outcome of an election. But since all of those things, which certainly took place uh, before uh, Mr. Trump was elected president, but since he's been president, I think we've seen time and time again indications that this man is guilty of obstruction uh, of justice. He has been doing everything he can to obfuscate uh, to uh, obstruct, uh, to influence, uh, to in some way uh, ensure a miscarriage of justice. And I think uh, that we are seeing the unraveling of a presidency, uh, which I hope my Republican colleagues will step up and help to save the presidency of America. Now, I the Trump's presidency, I think, is all but unraveled, if not unhinged, if I might borrow for uh, Amarosa. <laughs> oh, yes. Borrow from Amarosa that. And, you know, it's crazy because we are now at a time where Republicans don't want to mention it. But Bob Corker said, said look, you know, we, we thought it, but now it's true. Um, they're now starting to talk about it. But and, 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 and this is another thing you brought up Amarosa. You got tapes coming out from everywhere. I mean, someone needs to win a Grammy this year for all these tapes. You got Michael Cohen, you got Omarosa, you've got damning evidence, sex, lies, videotape, and audio tape. You've got damning evidence. Well, I, I think that what you see here is a group of people who've been around each other long enough to know that there really is not honesty among thieves. So you. We've said that adage uh, all of our lives that there's honor among thieves. That may be, but there is no honesty among thieves. They know it, and they have been protecting themselves from day one. For Amarosa to have that many tapes to be taping as long as she's been taping means that she knew from Jump Street, as we say down in Gullah Geechee country, uh, that she needed to protect herself, and she knew that almost any moment uh, this man would 
throw her under the bus, and if she's not careful, we'll back her up and do it a second time. But the problem is, sir, is that when she got fired is when she decided to tell the to tell the truth, and she supported him. She even tried to thwart the CBC a couple of times from doing their work with Black America. And I don't want to get into an Omarosa thing, but I mean... No, I don't want to get into that either, and I, I will admit uh, that she is reaping uh, a harvest that she helped to sow. No question about that. But I'm the father of three daughters, and I do not abide anybody. Uh, speaking the way about a woman, uh, most especially an African-American woman, uh, the way this man spoke about her. So I am not going to stand idly by when that happens. Though I do not condone her politics, nor the way she conducted herself uh, once she got in office. But be that as it may, uh, I'm I'm too much of the Christian gentleman uh, not to forgive. All right. Well, I agree with you on on the dog issue, and I also agree with um, her behavior uh, during the administration. Now, moving on, let's talk about Paul Manafort. You know, this administration likes to say that, um, you know, they had nothing to do with Paul Manafort. And even the president said, you know, he feels sorry for him. And, and, And what we don't hear, and we're not hearing this, Paul Manafort received a lot of his money, most of his money, his millions from this Ukrainian oligarch who had direct ties to the Kremlin. So Paul Manafort, eight counts on issues of tax fraud. That's one thing. But do you believe that this president would be in in his right to pardon Paul Manafort if it came down to that? Well, he has the right to do it. But is it right to do? No, it's not right to do. Justice ought to run its course here. And I would say to my Republican friends, if any attempt is made to pardon this man, it will not be because he has any sympathy for him. It will be because he is trying to protect himself. And I believe that what he would like to do is to short-circuit this investigation because he doesn't want the American people to know uh, how much colluding uh, and uh, whatever other uh, criminality might have been taking place. Uh, he is trying to keep that from never coming to light. But I do believe that not only the justice prevail, I think the resiliency of this country is going to prevail. And but that cannot happen uh, if my colleagues did not step up and do their part. So when we look at all of this, the president says he, you know, this is serious, but he's still calling all of this a witch hunt, you know, and, and you and I both remember Bill Clinton, when Bill Clinton went through Whitewater, it ultimately went, they, they looked at everything and then they wound up leaving Whitewater and going to this sexual relationship where the president lied uh, under oath about a sexual relationship with an underage, well, with someone, with a, with someone who worked here, an intern that worked here. Mm-hmm. Why is it that the American public does not believe, a large portion of the American public does not believe that this is the right thing to do? I'm talking about the base of Donald Trump. Oh, I believe there's a right thing to do. They don't believe uh, Donald Trump by any means. They know full well that this man is guilty of at least 98% of everything he's been accused of. They have just decided 
that he is the one person that will deliver for them uh, the kind of climate that they would like to see created in this country. This man is simply creating a climate within which we can roll uh, the clock back on a lot of things. Now, you know, April, I say a lot that I would not be so concerned if I didn't know the history of this country the way that I do. I remember the other day someone saying something to me. I said, well, uh, this is Andrew Johnson all over again. Well, now they didn't know who I was talking about. That's the man that followed Lincoln into the presidency. He was Lincoln's vice president. He, was, he got on the ticket uh, as a part of a deal to satisfy the southern states. Um, Lincoln, a lot of people don't realize it, was elected president though he's a Republican, uh, it was sort of a fusion ticket uh, between uh, a Southern uh, Democrat, for all intents and purposes, uh, and a Republican Northerner. And Johnson was in place. He set out to undo everything that Lincoln had done. And he got impeached for it. And I think that what we're seeing is the same thing taking place here. This man has decided to set out to undo everything Barack Obama ever did. And I really believe that in the final analysis, he's either going to get indicted or impeached for it. He may get both. So when we talk about uh, the possibilities for Donald Trump, now with, with this Cohen testimony, there's a chance that he could be an unindicted co-conspirator uh, in this effort to tamper with the election. Uh, They're saying as of the meeting on June 9th with Donald Trump Jr. conspiracy and also other issues, elections issues, etc. Where do you see this going? Because really the president will not be indicted. What happens if he's not indicted? Well, I'm not too sure he's not going to get indicted. Uh, You know, uh, everybody seems to be uh, second guessing uh, what Mueller is going to do. I don't know that any of us know what, he, what he's going to do. The fact of the matter is, what does he have to lose by attempting to indict the president? That's something that might go all the way to the Supreme Court for resolution, but uh, the whole thing with Nixon uh, went all the way up to, uh, to the Supreme Court. Uh, you know, nobody knew about those tapes. When they came to light, uh, Nixon would not comply, uh, and the courts, the Supreme Court, made him comply. So the Supreme Court can fast-track anything they want to. So just because it's an issue that has to go to the court, it doesn't mean that Mueller will not push it there. I'm very hopeful that he will take this opportunity uh, to find out whether or not uh, that is just a policy or should be the law. Right now, it is just the judiciary policy of the Justice Department. It is not the law. So let's push it on up to the Supreme Court. Let's see, can we get some kind of a ruling on it? That will not stop the Congress from taking uh, on an impeachment uh, if, he, if, if he cannot be indicted. So what happens in the House? Let's say there's a blue tsunami, blue wave, whatever, blue tidal wave, blue wave, blue tsunami. What happens? Well, is, will there begin? Will there be an effort to begin impeachment as well? I think that what the Congress will do uh, 
is what this Congress ought to be doing now. Have open hearings. I think that we ought to use this opportunity to have fair and open hearings and then uh, go wherever the evidence leads. This whole notion about moving uh, for some kind of uh, impeachment, I don't think uh, we'll do that. I think that we will have uh, effective oversight. And if that oversight yields uh, the kind of thing that ought to lead to impeachment, so might it be. But this thing about just jumping and having an impeachment vote, I would not advise the Congress to do that. I would advise us to do exactly what we're asking the Republicans to do. Have open and fair hearings. Invite people. Don't start trying to short-circuit stuff like Nunes has been doing, uh, but have it so that everybody will come and make their positions known, and then uh, we find out where the money is going, and then we just follow the money. Last question. Congressman Clyburn, um, there is a lot of grumbling on Capitol Hill uh, as it relates to Nancy Pelosi. And there are names that are floating about. And then I was told that if Nancy Pelosi does not make it as, 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 as um, leader in the House, Democratic leader, it could be you. You could wind up being the Speaker of the House. And because everyone I've been hearing, they're talking about they want new blood, new ideas. What would be your new ideas if there is this blue tsunami and you could wind up becoming the Speaker of the House? One, do you want that position? And two, what would your ideas be if you do decide to actually go for that position? Well, uh, surely I support Nancy Pelosi. I've always supported Nancy Pelosi. uh, And I would not challenge Nancy Pelosi. But if the situation were to develop, uh, that Nancy Pelosi uh, decides that she cannot uh, mount an effective candidacy, I will uh, be uh, open uh, to offering uh, for leader or for Speaker of the House, uh, whichever the Congressional Black Caucus think is the best to pursue. So that's where, where I am on that. And if I were to be so fortunate... Uh, I would, as I said, move to transform our caucus. There's some things that we've got to do uh, going forward that we are not doing enough of. Number one, we have got to stop letting consultants run uh, our approaches to campaigning. Uh, One of the reasons we lost the last presidential election is because nobody would not listen to people uh, with experiences, people who uh, had boots on the ground. We only listen to the people who develop the analytics. And they're saying, well, the analytics say this, the analytics say that. I don't care what an- analytics say. You cannot, in politics, take the place of human beings, people who interact with other people. And so there are some things that we've got to do in our caucus that I'll be open to doing. And so I'm not uh, now putting together uh, any kind of approach to this, uh, we'll have enough time to do that. Right now, I'm in North Carolina. I just finished uh, a Congressional District 13. I'm on my way to Congressional District 2 and 8. And I've already been to Congressional District 9. These are four congressional districts in North Carolina that I think we've got a chance of winning, and I'm trying to do everything I can to win them. This weekend, I'll go to Florida. 
And then the first of next week, I go to Michigan. Uh, before the next uh, five or six days are over, I will have gone to 12 congressional districts trying to make sure that we get the kind of turnout that we need to win uh, on November 6th. Well, you heard it here. Congressman James Clyburn of South Carolina says if indeed Nancy Pelosi does not mount a successful campaign uh, to lead the Democrats in the House, maybe even as Speaker of the House, he will definitely put his hat in there to run if the Congressional Black Caucus says so. Uh, Congressman, wow, that's that's amazing. Well, thank you very much. All right. I look forward to it. Well, I'm thankful for you. Assistant Minority House Leader James Clyburn of South Carolina. Congressman Clyburn, thank you for joining me with On the Record with April Ryan. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. With this week's On the Record, I'm AURN White House correspondent April Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe to On the Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. On the Record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.